team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and services. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. Uh, Mark Bickley, as the rain is falling across South Australia, I uh, I love the rain. I'm obsessed with the rain, but this is probably too much rain today. Mm. A lot of lightning action around the place as well. As we were driving in this morning, there was cracks of lightning and thunder mm. and it was uh, rather dramatic actually but that, that seems to have passed but we've still got this heavy rain and that's sort of blanketing Adelaide at the moment in the surrounding areas. I don't like it at all and it's not fun and uh, we're having a look on television at the moment and we can see the shortest man in the world um, talking about that. There's homes without power so no matter when you are listening You're not going to name the shortest man in the world? No, no, people can make up their own mind who <laughs> we're talking about Um yeah, just please be safe because there's going to be a lot of after effects of this kind of stuff as well. Um, good for – I've got a, a um, tank at home, mm. which gives me rainwater. So that's good for watering the garden. How uh, how was the tank before today? Yeah, was it- pretty full. Okay, so it's just overflowing. Yeah, but what's going to be great – and this is where I'm a rookie when it comes to um, this kind of stuff. Even though it was pouring down with rain, my sprinklers still would have popped up this morning. Well, so this is where you are a rookie because on your sprinkler control panel, there should be a button that's got, says 24 hours or rain check or something like that. And what happens is when you get a downpour, you just push that button and it pushes everything back by 24 hours. Okay. Well, thanks. So you're my life coach as well. You help me. No, no, no. I'm just, it's just educating. Like someone's got to teach you. Like I didn't know that someone told me that. So I'm just sort of paying it forward. Yeah. Well, thank you. Trying to help you. No, I appreciate it. You would look pretty silly. Your neighbours would be chuckling away as they pull out of their driveway this morning with your pop-up sprinklers going and in the the pouring rain. Thank you. They would say, what a loser. What a rookie. (laughs) (laughs) Spent all that money doing his front yard landscaping and he's watering it in the freaking rain. (sighs) What a deal. We were focusing on cricket today because of obviously the really good weather for that. We spoke to Tim Nielsen on the mark and uh, the first six songs of the songs that define 2024. Another six tomorrow. Can you give us a a hint? Are Port Adelaide in the next six? No, Port Adelaide aren't in the next six. They're in the last six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to be in excess, never tear us apart. Is it going to be... Midnight Oil, The Power and the Passion. No, it won't be that. Um, but is you're it, right, I have to be honest about it. Is it going to be quirky? Is it going to be um, niche or? Yeah. Yeah, it probably will. Yeah, of course it would be. Why is that? Well, you're a niche type guy. Is that a compliment? Yeah. Mm, I don't really know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Here it is. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Well, at two minutes past six on this Tuesday morning, welcome to Armageddon. We are in Studio <laughs> Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, and Bix, hopefully... Everybody driving around Adelaide right now has got their tyre power tyres on, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, because this is this is crazy what we're waking up to, this weather, this flooding. Yes, good morning, everyone. Um, it's not all, all just rain either. There's a bit of lightning around the place. You might have heard some thunder earlier this morning. Maybe that sort of passed through, but it's been some some heavy rain in the last hour or so. I I knew that you would want to know what is going on at my place. Yeah, so I sort I, of braved yeah, I the weather, went out to my rain gauge. Yeah. I, I had 12 millimetres in the rain is gauge. Is that a lot? 
Um, well, it's only been raining for probably the last three hours that I, that I was aware of anyway. And there's been a fair bit of rain since. So the forecast was for today was for between 8 and 20 millimetres. So I'm assuming there's probably been a few more millimetres in there in the last sort of hour since I left home. Mm. So probably about 15 at the moment. But um, Looking at the radar at the moment, it's it's not pleasant. No. And we're fortunate at the moment there's not a whole lot of power outages. Often when you see a lot of lightning around the place, yeah. that, that sort of goes hand in hand with outages. So we're, we're fortunate at the moment. We're, uh, we're not aware of a whole lot of outages. If there is stuff going on around you, whether that be flooding, whether that be uh, power out or anything like that, give us a ring and uh, let us know. Oh, my gosh. How was your weekend? How was Robbie Williams, Mark Bickley? I haven't seen you since Thursday, so Robbie Williams, talk us through it. Well, let me start with Thursday because, of course, you helped organise a hot lap with Will Davison from the uh, Shell V-Power team, Dick Jones Racing. That was absolutely fantastic, I should say, first and foremost. David Noble and his team. David Noble is the uh, CEO of the uh, Dick Jones Dick Johnson yeah, racing. No, the Dick Jones isn't a person. No, You've just made that no, up. No, Dick Jones is a person. He's a publican, or was. <laughs> uh, and Dick, Dick Johnson racing. 500th round they, they celebrated on the weekend. Didn't quite get to the uh, to, to the podium, but uh, both guys finished both races. But it was pretty amazing um, experience. i tell you what, uh, it was really tight in the car, and you get thrown around a little bit, but it was a yeah. great experience, like the speed and the – the, uh, the forces that are involved were quite amazing. And the skill of the drivers is unbelievable, the way they sort of, at the speed they're going, manoeuvre the car, the gear changing, the um, everything. And, and and we were out there, like there was big spaces between the cars. I can only imagine what it must be like when you're surrounded by three or four other cars, you know, and trying to do passing manoeuvres. So that was fantastic. Went to the race on Sunday, which was great. Took the family there. And then, of course, Robbie Williams was spectacular. 50,000 people, I'll tell you what, it was held on, I think it's, um, uh, might be Christian Brothers College Oval or one, okay. of, one of the ovals inside the uh, the track. And there was, it was standing room only and it, moving around was problematic. It was eight Really? Feet. If you wanted a drink, there was enormous queues to get a drink. Um, yeah, it was, it was hard work getting in and out, but the concert itself was quite outstanding. He was... Charismatic and entertaining and uh, very, very good. Well, that's a great review. And we saw uh, over the weekend before making his way to South Australia, Robbie Williams went to Melbourne and played a couple of gigs. And not only did he meet Michael Voss, he got to meet uh, the Deconing lad as well. Which one's at Carlton? Sam or Tom? Tom. Tom, uh, because he made that song about him. And this is Vossie talking about Robbie. Yeah, we go way back. Um no, he's got well, so it was a uh, nice little experience to be able to exchange some notes. But no, he was pretty inquisitive on a few things, so um, nice to know he's been watching us and sort of taking some interest, which what, is nice. What did he ask about? Oh, he asked how we're going to go next year, what do we think we need more of. Um, so he had a couple of thoughts around that, so we'll take that on. Um, we might be able to implement some of that strategy going on, so we're going to add some music to our environment. Um, so, no, we'll, yeah, it, was, it was a great experience and, you know, I think sort of speaks to the energy that was built at the back end of last year and um, 
you know, to have people like that of sort of coming on and, and supporting as the way that they have sort of just probably added to that excitement. Very nice to hear, Vossi. There are uh, most of the clubs back at pre-season yesterday, because we'll get a full wrap of that from you a little bit later on, because I did hear a whisper you were sighted at Crows training. Yes, I went down there and uh, watched most of the session, and they were pretty impressive. They looked in really good shape. Spoke to Matthew Nix, spoke to Darren Burgess and uh, a number of other people, and They've got a new Irish recruit down there as well, Carl right. Gallagher, who okay. is trialling to be a Cat B rookie-listed player. So we'll talk a little bit about him later as well. We are here thanks to More Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. You just got a message then from your wife, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Um, I said we had 12 millimetres in the rain gauge when I checked this morning. Well, we've had a bit since then because she just sent me a video of our back lawn. It's underwater. I'm pretty sure the lights have just gone out on King William too. It's got very dark very quickly. I'm quite confident that the streetlights have gone out on King William. Um, so this is good. If you are on the roads at the moment around Adelaide, just be very careful because if the lights go out in here, you're going to wake up and I'm going to be cuddling you like a koala, Mark Bickley, all right? Spooning me. I will I will be an aggressive spoon. Uh, we've got to talk about Adelaide United. Uh, the Redbacks will actually chat to Tim Nielsen, the Sacker General Manager of Cricket, at 8 o'clock this morning. And I spoke about this last week. Today, I'm going to reveal the first six songs that will define 2024 for the AFL team. So I'm going in alphabetical order, Can't starting wait. off with Adelaide today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need your input as well. If you want to send us a text, 0427 154 166. Um, it's pouring down with rain outside. So just please be careful on the roads. We will keep you up to date across the day. It's NSA. Good morning. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Um, there's a fair bit going on in the world of sport, too. If... Uh, uh, you wanted to let us know some of the things that you loved. Maybe one of the five things that you learned. We'll hear Bix's after 7 154 uh, And we wanted to give a shout out to Chemist Warehouse too because Christmas shopping has begun in my household, Mark Bickley. And it's very essential that you get your Christmas shopping done early. Tried to do shopping in Melbourne on the weekend at Black Friday. No chance. Like, it was just Crazy. ridiculous, just mm. ridiculous rushing to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. We like to talk about the good stuff. We like to talk about things that are a little bit controversial. And we like to talk about things that are, well, let's be honest, just um, a little bit ace. So ace at Transport Solutions, don't just send it, ace it. What's your nomination, Bix, for what has been ace over the weekend? Well, I'm going for what was one of the best goals I've ever seen in the world game. It was in the match between Man United and Everton. It was uh, scored by a man by the name of Garnacho. Garnacho. Is that right? Garnacho. Garnacho. Have a listen to this. Now it's Dallow. And Garnacho! That is of the very highest order in terms of the great moments of Premier League gymnastics. A pyrotechnic piece of goal scoring, reminiscent of a Rooney. Magnificent goal by the young Argentine. Now, to try and describe it, the ball was crossed in, and it was crossed into the maybe the top of the, the, the 
box. How many yards is it? I've uh, mate, it was incredible to watch. I've had, just had to watch it again. So it was, it was crossed in. He was in the middle of the box, right towards the top of it, and he did a like a, a bicycle kick. That's why the gymnastic pyrotechnic display or whatever the, the commentator called it. But then from then, from the scissor kick over his head, it went into the the top right-hand corner. It was unstoppable by the keeper. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Just Google uh, Wonder Strike or something, Man United versus Everton. You'll see it and it will take your breath away. It certainly took my breath away. Very good nomination. I wanted to play you my nomination for what I thought had, what was just ace over the weekend. Any side parcel, any sized vehicle, any destination, aceatcouriers.com.au. But it could cause a little bit of controversy, Bix, because I don't know whether you're going to agree with it or not. I wanted to take you to... A, I don't have to. It's yours. A, a wonderful, but I think it's a good talking point, okay? okay? Mm. So uh, over the weekend, the San Antonio Spurs played against the Los Angeles Clippers. They did. And uh, the Spurs welcomed Kawhi Leonard, who is a former championship player, mm. back to their stadium. And it was interesting because the Spurs fans were booing Kawhi Leonard something I've never seen in basketball before, the head coach of San Antonio, Greg Popovich, grabbed what is known as my microphone <laughs> at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, yeah. and he told the crowd off. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the mic. we stop all the boo and let these guys play? It's our own class. It's not who we are. Knock off the boo. Yeah. Pop telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard. But that's not San Antonio. Well, I don't believe I've ever seen so that. So the, the godfather of uh, NBA coaching has said to the fans, stop booing. Now, I think this is pretty ace because I'm not a booer myself, mm. but I know that people pay their money to go to the games and they're allowed to do whatever they want. What's your take on what he said? My take is I, I, I haven't seen that be all that successful. When someone tell- – I wasn't successful listening to it, wasn't it, because they kept no, booing. that's it. When when someone tries to tell people how they should act at a sports game, generally, and we've seen this at AFL level, whether it be with Adam Goods, whether it be with uh, Jason Horn Francis, whether it be with anything, the uh, the way we talk to umpires or carry on, when people are told what they have to do, you can almost bet on them doing the opposite. Mm. So I, I get what uh, uh, the cop. Co- Tony, is it Tony Popovich? No, no, he's the he's, coach of uh, Melbourne Victory. Exactly, I knew it, was, it sounded familiar. Yeah. Uh, but I know what the coach was trying to do, um, and and absolutely is he, he's trying to say this is not who we are. This is we, we want to be respected as a uh, as an organisation, and we don't want to do that to our former players. But it's it's problematic, and and uh, you know like booing. Um, whether we like it or not, and like you said, you're not a boor, I'm not I'm not a boor either, but there are people that go along and it's a bit of the theatre yeah. of sport. A uh, bit like, you know, those the iconic shots of players taking uh, free throws and people behind, you know, shaking things and, you know, that's the same type of thing. That's all theatre as well. Mm. And, and I think there's, a, there's an element of theatre about sport. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I exactly know what he wanted to do, but like I said, it's problematic. Let us know what you think. 0427154166 on the text line. You text through. We will read it out. Everyone's talking about more team and everyone's talking about the five things that Mark Bickley learned over the weekend because there was a lot of stuff to learn, whether it was Nestori Aaron Kunda's headband at Adelaide United when they played in Ballarat, whether it was... The Crows' heartbreaking prelim final loss. North Melbourne made their way into their very first AFLW grand final. Whether it was Robbie Williams, we would love to know. Let us know and please be safe. It is still pouring with rain across Adelaide at the moment. We will keep you up to date on SENSA. On the roads, tyrepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 25 minutes past six on SENSA. Flight Centre's big red sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours book now to save big Mark Bickley as we are sitting in Studio Lumo at the moment uh, which is energy from an Australian owned company that is Lumo uh, we're watching highlights of Tony Modra mm. and yourself of course you're, you're part of those highlights but he's wearing the number six and it brings us to the Crows number change that they announced over the past 24 hours. So do you want me to take you through them all? Yes, please. Okay, so we will get to number six last. Um, Charlie Edwards is going to be wearing the number 11, which mm. was previously occupied by Paul Seedsman, I believe. Yes, um, by uh, former captain, Tony McGuinness. Number 21 will be going to Chris Burgess. Number 22 to Oscar Ryan. So 22 has been vacated by Isaac Rankin, who will be now wearing the number 23. You did kind of allude to this last week. So Shane McCadden departs the club and then Isaac Rankin wearing number 23 for Adelaide. Uh, and that leaves number six, which has been taken up by the rod. Dan Curtin <laughs> yes. caused a stir on social media yesterday because of the curse. Yes. We're well, hoping he's the curse breaker for all <laughs> Adelaide fans. So just on that, <clears throat> whilst we are discussing this, there's we, we've, we have four television screens in here. There is a uh, – Fox Footy is on one of them, and they're doing a special on a particular game. It was round one of 1994 yep. where Tony Modric kicked 14 goals wearing the number six. So it's mm. just rather uh, timely. I was just watching um, – so this has all been the last 10 minutes – he had six goals on Stephen Silvani 20 minutes into the second quarter. Yes. So they made the move and they put Michael Sexton on him and he ended up kicking 14. Uh, and just let me say, it's a different game, by the way. Everything's one-on-one. -on -one. The yeah. amount of space that uh, the forwards had to lead into uh, was just phenomenal. It's like you look, you're watching and you think, where are all the defenders? There's just no one in the forward 50. And there's mods just leading out, just getting hit on the chest all the time. So, um, And they just had a little... Uh, sort of ticker across the bottom saying in 1993, Modra, Dunstall, Lockett all kicked over 120 goals. Three players, yes. 120 goals plus in a season. It's quite phenomenal. Breakfast powered by Kubota for every four, uh, for over 40 years they've been making Tomorrow Matters, shaping and building Australia together. On the Port Adelaide front, I can talk about this a little bit more later on, Bix, but I sat to, uh, next to Zach Butters yesterday at a golf day. You did? Wonderful, straight after their um, pre-season day one, which he was a part of. Uh, Jace Burgoyne has taken the number seven at Port Adelaide, which is the same number that his father, Peter, wore, which I think is a really nice 
thing um, with the absence and exit now of Xavier Dersma left the number seven open. So Jace Burgoyne has picked Very up nice. that number. So that is wonderful. But um, we can talk about preseason and lots more after this. If you want to get involved in the show, 0427-154-166. Everyone's talking about Mourn Team. And a big shout out to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. We will keep reminding you of the weather. Bix, can you have a quick look at the weather, uh, weather radar, please? Uh, because having a look outside Studio Lumo, the rain has not stopped and uh, it's going to make driving pretty challenging. It's going to make commute very challenging. If you're doing school drop-off, exactly the same. What does it look like at the moment? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of dark blue and a lot of yellow, which means heavy and heavier. <sighs> so there's still plenty of weather to come and it's right over the top of Adelaide as we speak. I was really looking forward to not having to sandbag my whole house today. But that's going to have to happen again. Mm. Oh, well. I'll be there to help you. No, you won't. You absolutely will not do that. I liked the sarcasm. Look at you just laughing with your evil laugh there. Um, A big show still to come. Our sports update next. The uh, songs that will define 2024 for the AFL teams. Tim Nielsen, the Sacker General Manager of Cricket. And your calls, 1300 736 736. We're going for 21 degrees today and wet and stormy and disgusting. It's SENSA. We're back after this. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 to 7. Good morning to you. Be safe on Adelaide's roads today because uh, it's quite hideous outside. We are here alongside Kubota. For over 40 years, they've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. Our text line, Mark Bickley, before our sports update, 0427154166. Text coming in saying uh, in relation to the game we're watching on television here in Studio Lumo, Modric kick 13, not 14 yeah, that game. kick 13-3. Sorry about that one. Um, I'm not sure why I thought it was 14, but just have a, had a look then. So it's not a bad performance, is it? You've round, got the stats one. up there in front of you. Um, who picked up the Brownlow votes that day? Well, no surprises who picked up the Brownlow votes. Tony Modra got three votes. Okay. Mark Bickley, two. Oh. Greg Anderson, one. So, um, How many stats? Talk us through your stats. I, I had 30-something. I don't know. It's <laughs> a leading st- stat person on the ground. But anyway, I thought I... May have got the three, but uh, I think it's fair. Mods, after kicking 13, gets the three votes. Yeah, fair enough. Daniel sent a text. I saw you at Westlakes yesterday. My main thought in training, if 23 can stay fit for 23 games, he's in for a very big year. He stood out yesterday talking about Isaac Rankin. We'll get your thoughts on training Mm. very soon. But there's a lot of sport to cover at the moment as we get into our sports update. What do you got for us? Okay, let's start with the Boomers coach. Brian Gorgian will travel to the United States next month to visit national team players Competing in the NBA as preparations intensify for the Paris 2024 Olympic Games. So uh, let's hope that he can convince all those star players over there that uh, they need to be playing and ready to go. Max Verstappen has admitted that bidding farewell to the Red Bull car that dominated the Formula One season left him feeling emotional. Verstappen ended his crushing championship campaign with his 19th win of the year in Abu Dhabi on Sunday, becoming the first driver to lead... 1,000 laps in a single season. The all-conquering Dutchman has won 17 of the last 18 races, which included a record streak of 10 straight victories and wrapped up his third successive world title with six rounds to spare. He failed to win on just three occasions, outscoring Sergio Perez in the other Red Bull by 290 points. That's the equivalent of nearly 12 
race victory. So most victories in a season, most points, most laps led. He's crushed every record. And to be fair, he's also crushed the interest in Formula One this year as well because it's so one-sided. I've certainly drifted away from it, whereas when it's really even, I love watching the F1. Well, it was kind of like the V8s over the weekend to see um, Brody Kostecki winning. Uh, it was a two-car race, but that was wonderful. Let's actually have a listen to that celebration. And here he is in front of everybody to celebrate massive success this year. Cheers. Close to wipe that on the fence then. <laughs> almost almost knocked the trophy down. <laughs> he did. Um, the slight difference though. Kostecki didn't win either of the races on the weekend. Exactly, he won yeah. the championship. And this year, I think I, I heard across the weekend, something like 10 different race winners, which is the most they've had in any one season. So there's mm. the difference right there yeah. in terms of, um, you, you know, what you can expect. You rock up. You're not sure what you're going to get in regards to who might win. And the last three or four races, fortunately, the um, the Mustangs started to actually get their act together yeah. and provide some competition, which we didn't see much earlier in the in the competition. So uh, let's talk uh, tennis and Australia's tennis dreams have been dashed once again as Leighton Hewitt's Davis Cup team succumbed in a second straight Davis Cup final. So that's unfortunate. This time it was Italy that got it done. Italy! the Davis Cup champions 2023 and now the party can begin so it was a similar story to last year when the team overperformed only to be outgunned by Canada that was last year in the final unable to take the tie into the stronghold territory of a deciding doubles rubber so uh, that was unfortunate but it just does show to make the final two years in a row shows we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And of course, Dimonor and uh, Popperham were both very well performed. Steve Smith will return to the Sydney Sixers for the BBL, which is good news. Uh, and some AFL news newly crowned AFLW best and fairest winner Mon Conti believes juggling football and basketball is getting the best out of her. Now, Richmond superstar Conti has returned to the WNBL with the Melbourne Boomers for this season after starring for the Tigers. Cross-code star Conti won the AFLW's highest honour with two rounds to spare and by a full seven votes, polling 23 of a possible 30 votes in the 10-game season. The 23-year-old hailed the balance provided by her two sports. So that is quite remarkable. And if you think about, you know, arguably the game's greatest player, Erin Phillips, yep. she was able to play a lot of basketball before getting back to footy. She might have just combined one season right at the start, but that's a super performance by Monique Conti. Our sports update and footy update make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. We also read last night that the AFLW boss, Nicole Livingston's had enough. She's out. Yep, made this surprise decision to stand aside after the grand final, saying the time felt right to leave the role. She's been in that role for the past seven seasons as general manager of women's football. So, Left an indelible mark. That's to, to start something and to get it to a point now where it stands on its own two feet. And it's been a, a wonderful season this year in terms of the closeness, the top four sides. There was nothing between them. So I know there's a gap between some of the newer teams, but it's still been a super competitive season. It was a heartbreaking loss for Adelaide on the weekend on Sunday against North Melbourne uh, in Victoria. This is Doc Clark after the game. You know, it's uh, not much fun uh, getting rolled by small margins, but in the end, uh, I thought you know North Melbourne played an outstanding game, and 
you know, on balance, it probably felt as though they, they had the better of the day. But, uh, yeah, anytime it's under a goal, you, there's a tiny little bit of luck involved. And in round nine, we've probably had that luck and I'd probably trade right now. Really tough way to exit after such a dominant um, regular season, Bix. And in that last quarter, um, North Melbourne went behind, 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 behind. And you just thought that they're going to cough it up. Ball goes up the other end and Adelaide score. And you thought, that's it. Adelaide's going to win this game. And then wasn't to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, what we've seen with Adelaide is, is there is an over-reliance on a couple of players. Now, now most teams... I like to think of a footy team as like a pyramid. You have this sort of base across the bottom mm. where you've got a dozen really solid players and then you you sort of work up the pyramid and, and as you get close to the top, you've got sort of some of those better players, you know, um, that help you out. But unfortunately, there's too much falls to too few. <clears throat> and the the bulk of the work, instead of it being spread across the base of the pyramid, which is 12 or 13 players, the bulk of the work is being done. It's like an inverted pyramid yeah. by two or three players. And uh, unfortunately they just weren't able to to get over the top of North Melbourne and desperately unlucky when you think about it. Lost three games for the year by a combined total of five points. So that game there lost by one point and then the two other losses were by two points. I don't think I can remember a team losing three games by those small margins for an entire season. You can make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. Uh, Bix, you were at Crows training yesterday. I had a quick chat to Zach Butters yesterday at a golf day uh, at Royal Adelaide too. So we can give you a bit of insight into both of them. If you want to send us a text, 0427-154-166. We are powered by Kubota for over 40 years, making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. Currently, it is not. 19 minutes to 7. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 13 minutes to 7. Weather check from you, Mark Bickley, as we have a look out the window from Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. What do you got? Well, if we thought it was heavy before, it has actually got heavier if you thought if that was possible. It is bucketing down here in the middle of Adelaide. I just looked at the uh, the Bureau of Meteorology radar, and there's still more weather coming. There's a front that's about uh, the next 45 minutes. It's still sort of approaching and passing over Adelaide. So we've got some sustained weather today. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Don't uh, rush if you're going outside. Just take your time to get there. But um, I would get in there for a very good Christmas deal. Now, Bix, your five things you learned from the weekend, not too far away. But you were at Westlakes yesterday for day one of preseason for the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, before you give us your thoughts, it'd be interesting to have a listen to Darren Burgess, who had a bit to say, first of all, about Riley Thilfall. What Riley does is he goes and just runs and runs and runs and because it's his weapon and he can do it. Um, but we've just shortened it up a little bit and uh, threw in a few, you know, boxing and a few other things like that, which are just a bit different for him. So hopefully it, it pays off for him. Having a look at social media, Riley seemed to be the talk of pre-season training yesterday. Yeah, look, he just looks in really good shape in terms of filled out through the chest and the shoulders. Uh, we know he's always run well. He's always run, you know, 2K in around sort of six minutes flat, which is phenomenal for a big guy. Ran pretty well yesterday, but as Darren Burgess sort of 
implied there. They're trying to just mix it up a little bit. It's not just about just running because if you do all that sort of running over the preseason, it doesn't allow you to put on any sort of bulk. You just keep burning it off. So just sort of changed up his uh, training regime. Um, Daniel, I think it was, sent the text in about Isaac Rankin. He ran really well, looked uh, lean and mean, wearing the number 23. Uh, the new players looked good. Charlie Edwards was the one that impressed me. Just just a little, a few little things. So I was down sort of inside the ground and uh, doing a few things for the Adelaide Football Club. And they were, they were running uh, the 1K time trial. They were meant to do four 1K time trials. So in the first one, uh, they, they got out, they all just did it. And then they all got called in and... Um, Darren Burgess said, I'm going to do a deal with you. Everyone's got their, the PB, the best they've ever run a 1K in. If you beat that, then that's it. You don't have to do the last two. So there was a sort of like a trade-off. So if yep. you go really hard, uh, then you won't have to do the last two. And so they all, 39 or 38 of the 41, I think uh, Darren Burgess mentioned. So they all bar three got their personal best time. But it was in that second one where Charlie Edwards was running and he had about 50 or 60 metres to go. And he was probably four or five metres in front of Darcy Fogarty. And he was yelling out to, to Darcy Fogarty, stay with me, stay with me, get, you know, push up. And so he's encouraging. This is a guy on his first night of training. Yeah. He's telling Darcy Fogarty to push and see if he can um, encourage him to get his best time. So it's little things like that, which says you need an element of confidence to be able to do that, you know, to open your mouth. I remember my first training night, I, you didn't want to say a word. You didn't want to stand out. You didn't want to get noticed. So how do you know what your PB is if it's your first training well, session? Clearly those guys are okay because it's their first training session. So they that was their personal. Okay. So well, they were only going to well, run those well, two actually, or they'd had to beat the one previously. Effectively, yeah. Beat the one previously okay. would, would have been their PB. So, um, so they did that. But then speaking with Darren Burgess, he talked about there's literally three weeks before Christmas. So, you know, they are doing pretty much 10% of just pure running. And then the rest of the running is integrated into the ball work. So, 90% of the, the training session yesterday was about using the footy and it was a uh, number of full ground drills, um, you know, trying to, to move the ball, you know, the, you know, with the, the game style they're trying to do. Mm. So a lot of ki- emphasis on kicking. So all the new And what was that like for you, well. Bix? Like when, when you had your return to training, how quickly did you go from running to grabbing footballs? Well, this is where it was different. So we'd come back in October but the expectation was you, that some blokes wouldn't have done anything since mm. the last training session. So all of October would be about getting yourself fit to get ready to train. So for some of the, the first training sessions, we wouldn't even pick up the ball or you might do a few little kicks and that, that'd be it. So it was 90% running and, yeah. temp, and 10% ball work. So what happens now is the players get extended holidays, but they've all got a program that they have to do. And, and so they come back and the expectation is you come back in great shape and you are ready to go. So that first month that we would use to get into shape, that's been, just been given to the players and that's the expectation now. You turn up and you're ready to go. This is Darren Burgess talking about Dan Curtin. Yeah, he's an impressive uh, person to stand next to, so intimidating size. And well, I, I normally look at how people move, and, and he's a really smooth mover for a big guy. He's a bit like Riley Philthorpe, you know, he doesn't move like a you know, 200 centimetre player. So I'm pretty excited about what we've got there. So impressive yesterday. Uh, this is all the lingo that's going to come out from all the clubs, from people returning. Was there an expectation on uh, the senior players to return or was it similar to Port Adelaide where it was optional, do you know? No, um, what Adelaide did, that there was a... Normally the, the first to four-year players come back earlier. 
Um, but with the sample going later, I think they went three weeks later than yeah. the than the AFL side. So what it meant was the the older guys had had three weeks break, more break than the younger guys anyway. So the decision was made to bring them all back at the same time. And there's only three weeks between now and the end of the year. So they really had to get, get back into it. So it's, um, it was pretty sharp. Uh, there was lots of spirit out there as well. Lots of shyaking and carrying on. So as there should be first training session back, a lot of guys, you know, wouldn't have seen each other for a little while. So that was all good. There was also, there's two Irishmen there. We know Mark Keane's an Irishman. Mm -hmm. He literally hopped off a plane yesterday or, or the, no, the evening before. So he finished up on, um, or arrived in Australia on Sunday night. So he wasn't training because he just got back. He, he talked to me about, he, he's done a, <clears throat> they had an agreement with the footy club. He'd get back a little bit later, but he's not going back to Ireland over Christmas. So he's now here right through. And so whilst the players are getting a bit of time off over that sort of Christmas break, he's putting a block of work in. So that was the trade-off that they did. Mm -hmm. And there's another young man called um, Carl Gallagher, who is a train-on player. So he's going to spend the next three weeks here in Adelaide training with them all the way up to Christmas, trying to impress the Adelaide uh, coaching group into offering him a, uh, a Category B rookie spot. So he's about, I reckon he's about six foot two, uh, pretty lean. He's, he's rather explosive from all reports. So he's a, he's got good power. So jumping power, he, he sort of spoke to me and told me that he plays in a mix between in, in sort of Gaelic footy up forward, up front, but also in the midfield. So he said, I'm pretty powerful. I'm explosive and, uh, and quick. So that those physical attributes is what you look for. When you're picking a player from Ireland, you're not picking him for his ball skills because they don't know <laughs> yeah. how to kick a footy. What you're looking for is explosive speed. You're looking for that running and jumping ability. So if they can see a translation of that and, you know, that he picks up some of the concepts and he uses, you know, the you know, the kicking and the handballing and that's they, they see a rapid improvement, he's going to be a huge chance of being on Adelaide's Category B rookie list. Day one would have been very nice. Uh, day two, they effectively would be training in Westlakes because that's probably flooded <laughs> now. So going across Sportsman's Drive, making its way to Brebner Drive and then going over to Westlakes. Um, if you go north a little bit and closer to Port Road at Alberton, it was Port Adelaide who made a return to training. As I mentioned, I had a quick chat to Zach Butters yesterday and he, alongside a handful of the senior players, did the same thing. So they were quite, uh, quite impressed considering Port Adelaide finished quite late in the season too, getting into the finals. Um, and to hear from some of their younger players, uh, especially Tom Anastasopoulos, he was talking about getting smashed by that man, Zach Butters. Zach Butters, we had a little um, game team out there and thought, thought I was free with the ball and next minute I just got smacked into the ground by Zach Butters and turned around and it was him and I was like, geez, he's, he's intensity. That's pretty good to see the intensity early. Uh, speaking of intensity, Charlie Dixon, very intense player, and Xavier Walsh had a bit to say about him. Nah, Charlie's way too scared to have a crack at, but um, yeah, and even playing on um, Sarah Radical here as well, like they're, they're really big boys, but um, no, it was really good to, to train with them. They're, they're always um, helping. It is all exciting. The other thing that the boys were exposed to yesterday at Alberton is the upgraded facility. So the change rooms have all been done up now. That's almost ready to go. They've got a gym which has just been finalised. And what 
What Zach was saying yesterday that I loved, he said it, it creates a different energy and a different feel when everything's new and shiny. So it not, mm. not only makes Alberton more desirable, but you've got that home where it's all brand new and it makes it almost add to that destination club for players that want to see facilities better. Yeah. Um, it it's, all makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're surrounded by... If if you're in an elite environment, then then it adds to that sort of elite yeah. feel about everything. Now, um, does it mean that that someone's going to come to Adelaide or I'm sorry, Port Adelaide because their change rooms is better than Adelaide's? I'm I'm not sure, but it does add to it and it does give that feel of professionalism. And and there is an arms race in that. You know, West Coast and Frio have both upgraded their facilities in the last three or four years. We know that uh, the Western Bulldogs have done the same. Carlton have done the same. So everyone need, you need to be at a base level. So, and that's why Adelaide are desperate to, to get out to um, Thebiton so they can build a brand new facility, which once again, that'll, that'll put them straight to the, like put Adelaide now, the jump probably to the yeah. top three or four. And it's this constant sort of arms race. Every time someone upgrades it, they go to the top and then they slowly move down the order. Um, you mentioned Xavier Walsh there. He's uh, one of the rookie players that Port Adelaide picked up, which was an interesting choice because um, had an injury interrupted year. He's a big, powerful uh, key position player. So they went with the sort of three smaller players in the actual national draft and they took a bit of a punt on Xavier Walsh. So I'm keen to see how he goes because those, um, you can never have too many big aggressive types. And um, what I'd suggest is if Port Adelaide have got someone like Charlie Dixon, who's coming to the end, you know, Todd Marshall, uh, Mitch Georgiatis, they're a bit more nuanced, aren't they? You know, Finlayson, they're not crash and bash types. So maybe this is a, a little uh, uh, opportunity for Xavier Walsh to show what, he can do going forward, and if he is that sort of pack-busting type, that they're really important because they do create opportunities for those smaller types. And uh, no long-loss relation to you? No, no, I'd like to claim. If he's if he's decent, I'll certainly claim him. Um, the interesting thing from what Zach was saying, you saw on Travis Boak's socials that he had an incredible time overseas. He went over to America with Christian Petrarca and Anthony Beemans. Uh, and also uh, Jason Horn francis was there too. And they had an amazing time. And I said to Zach, oh, so did you manage to, to get on board the Boki trip? And he said he did it last year. Zach Butters trekked Kokoda mm. in the off season awesome. with a, a couple of friends. And he said it was wonderful to put his phone away for seven to 10 days, just stop, learn about life a little bit and, and really switch off. He said he's not the type of person that um, needs to go away for too long. He likes to get back into it. Mm. He said the biggest challenge, it was funny. I said, what was the biggest challenge of Kokoda thinking the, the physical and mental toughness? And he said the food. He said he's such a fussy eater, um, having rations of food and water. It was uh, very interesting to, to see how uh, his body and mind coped with that. But it seems to do a lot for people. And it's interesting to see how many players choose different pathways to spend their time away. Yeah. And look, the time away is, is really about refreshment and the things that sort of refresh you uh, and not, and physically and mentally. So, you know, physically uh, it's not really refreshing to do the Kokoda trek because it's quite demanding yeah. and a bit like Boki going over and doing all those sort of exercising, but mentally it, there's different things that refresh your mind. So for Zach Butters, it's just clocking out of the, you know, the, that sort of rat race type arrangement with, you know, with all the sort of inputs that you have with technology and that. So he goes away and he's just, you know, has some time for his own thoughts for Travis Boak. 
refreshing for him is about learning new things, being exposed to different yeah. things. You know, clearly that sort of really pushes his buttons, you know, mixing with people who sort of open your mind to different ideas. So everyone's different, but it's, it's about finding what it is that refreshes yourself so that when you do come back and you, and you jump into the next three or four months, which is pretty hectic around pre-season, that you do give yourself the best chance to perform highly. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And do not forget to rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Um, wow, you can still see the water rushing down King William at the moment. So please be safe on Adelaide's roads. Not too far away, we are going to catch up uh, with Tim Nilsson, of course, who is going to talk us through the Redbacks and how they are preparing to go for their upcoming game. The songs for the AFL teams on the mark and next to five things Bix learned from the weekend. On Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years they've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. Our number if you want to call us one 736 736 This hour is a big hour we have our nomination for the good stuff very soon. We're also going to be speaking to the Phantom uh, to talk about BBL Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL, play your way at supercoach.com.au. We had a brief chat about it last week and looked at some bargains. Um, hopefully, we can pick a bargain as the BBL approaches. A shout out to the Adelaide Strikers as well for making the WBBL final, getting to host that at Adelaide Oval, mm-hmm. which is going to be brilliant. Let's hope they can go back to back. All right, let's find out the five things that you learned from the weekend. One, two, three, four, five. Mark Bickley's five things I learned. Okay, let's kick off with number five. Min Woo Lee, the 25-year-old Australian, is the next big thing in Australian golf, if he isn't already. He had a breakout win in the Australian PGA Championships uh, with a score of 20 under, if you don't mind. Now, he went into the day three strokes up, but uh, within two holes, he was even, so he was challenged. But he was able to pull away, uh, including a, a very important moment where he hold a chip for Eagle on the par 5 ninth. Getting it chasing out, though, feeding up to the flag in for Eagle! Min Woo Lee, a big, big statement at the halfway mark. But he taps in for a win to remember. He's a special talent. Min Woo Lee, for the first time, is the 40-net Australian PGA champion. There you go. So a pretty talented family, mm, of course. Definitely. Uh, his sister is a golfing superstar as well. Now, fourth thing I learned, Adelaide United had a great win, 3-1 win over Western United. That was uh, played in Ballarat. So rather different environment where it was... We can be honest. There were three people there. It was an outside, sort of not really any stands around the place. It was Yeah, uh, Western, Western United don't really have a home yet. They are building their home at the moment, but they are playing a fair few games uh, in regional Victoria as well. Mm. Mm. So it was different looking. So there were, you could hear the players talking on the on yep. the pitch. Uh, but what we saw was a return to the free-scoring Adelaide United of early in the season. Now, not just the scoreline 3-1, but they created another three or four really good chances as well. So uh, it was really good to see them back in winning form, back creating chances, and uh, but for a few really good saves. Could have been five or six one. 
a few interesting talking points from that too, and we, we can talk about the women's game in a moment as well. Um, Javi Lopez wasn't even in the squad again, so he hasn't been selected for Adelaide United this season. We're talking about a foreign player, former captain of a La Liga side, and just isn't making the team. So that's mm. interesting to note. Or some lightning just strikes outside Studio Loom. Oh, my goodness. I'm very scared at the moment, Bix. Um, the other thing which is worth noting is the pitch condition of Suncorp Stadium where the women played on the weekend yeah. against Brisbane. It was below par. And there was a men's game there as well. And there's been a statement from the Professional Footballers Association saying this is just a standard that shouldn't be acceptable for professional sport. Considering Brisbane are preparing to get ready for a games in a, a few years' time and they make sure the pitch is in tip-top condition for other sports, I think it's time that football was probably taken a little bit more seriously. Considering the impact the Matildas have had in 2023, um, it's, it's really, really poor. So it was a, a draw for our women's team, a win for the men's team, but still some talking points from those games. Okay. I, the third thing that I learned across the weekend had to do with the Velo 500. Not so much the race, but the after-race entertainment. Robbie Williams mentioned that I was there with the 50,000 others. He is among the world's best entertainers right now. He was sensational. We left the crowd... Uh, very satisfied, I think, or well, certainly the people around me. What was his best song, Bix? His best song. This this is going to be controversial, but I think his uh, two of the songs that got the biggest reception were in the encore. He did John Farnham, "You're the Voice." He did a cover of that. Okay, and also it, w- it was not dissimilar to the documentary series that's been going. He sort of. As he sung his set, he he spoke about his life experiences and he talked about leaving Take That and he went to Glastonbury Music Festival and he got mixed up with Oasis. Right. And so he sung Don't Look Back in Anger uh, as a cover and that went off like a frog in a sock. It was, it's a great sing along sort of song. So that was good, but always. Did he get the city right? Because in Melbourne, he called them Sydney. No, no, I definitely got the Adelaide bit right. That's good. So, um, He's learned his lesson. So that was good. But, but here's the point. So he was absolutely fantastic. He's going to be a hard act to follow because after the race finished at whatever time, 5.30, Robbie didn't come on till 8.30 or just after. So whilst everyone's sitting around on the oval, I went for a bit of a walk. There were thousands of people mm. Pouring in. Now, I know uh, some friends from school, some of Tori's friends, the, the mums, there would have been six or eight of them that just rocked up at seven o'clock. There were my daughter and her friend. They sort of came for the back end of the race, but they're not interested in the race. They were there for Robbie Williams. It made me think, in the absence of Robbie next year, it's going to be hard to match that attendance. So I, I think you could comfortably say 10%. So there's 260,000 people over the weekend. There would have been. 30,000 comfortably that bought a ticket yeah. to go watch Robbie Williams. So take that out. You know, that, that, that's a big hole to fill, isn't it? So they, they, you've, they've created this problem now where you have to come up with a massive world-class act to, to actually keep sort of that standard of, of um, entertainment there to keep that 10% of, of people coming along. So they had the killers, massive tick. They had Robbie Williams. Who's a big enough act to be able to follow that? Mm. Now, some people are suggesting Coldplay are in Australia around this time next year, but a Coldplay going to play a big concert 
where people can get in for 80 bucks. Like, what's a Coldplay ticket normally? Yeah, I, I think Coldplay, well, I don't know. It depends what we're prepared to pay to get Coldplay here, but that would sell out in record pace. But, but Robbie Williams would have sold out. Yeah. Like, if Robbie Williams played Adelaide Oval, you would, still, you would have had massive numbers yeah. there. So I just wonder whether they can – what I'm saying is – it is a great thing they're able to get Robbie Williams yeah. and the Killers, and they're getting these great acts. But you have to keep getting them now because that has been subsidising the numbers. Well, not subsidising, but bolstering yeah. the numbers uh, of the race uh, attendance. Okay, second thing I learned across the weekend: the AFLW uh, final series been phenomenal. Every game's been uh, won or lost by under a goal. Crows were desperately unlucky, lost one game for the the minor round, nine and one. And then, of course, uh, lost two finals by under a kick on the weekend. One point, first round of the finals, lost by two points. Uh, and then you go back to the game they lost during the year to Brisbane and they lost by a couple of points there. So they lost three games for the year for a combined total of five points. Yep. That is desperately unlucky. But they will be feeling that, that this year has been a wasted season after dominating the home and away and not making the grand final. The top four is so tight. First and second... Did not make the grand final. It's going to be a, a playoff between third and fourth, which is going to be hosted by Brisbane against the Kangaroos. And the final thing that I learned across the weekend was the Velo 500. Great event, well executed. The drivers, they support the event, the sponsorship, everything they do, great TV coverage. But unfortunately for Adelaide, this was billed as being the championship playoff. Shane Van Gisbergen versus uh, Brody Kostecki. Turn one, or no, it was about turn four. Uh, Van Gisbergen crashes out. Championships decided the whole weekend, blown out of the water. <laughs> so uh, the the Adelaide uh, sort of festival of racing was robbed of a thrilling championship showdown, which it was billed literally after 30 seconds. What did you learn from the weekend? Do you agree with Mark Bickley? 0427 154 166. You can send us a text. We're looking out Studio Lumo's windows at the moment. Lightning listening to thunder. It's chaos. Please be safe on Adelaide's roads. We're back after this with the good stuff. Firepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 17 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Mark Bickley, you have some breaking news at the moment with what's going on around South Australia with the crazy storms we're having currently. Yeah, we mentioned right off the top of the show around uh, six o'clock there were no or there were very few power outages and we were surprised with the amount of lightning well there there are a number of power outages across our state at the moment there's about 14,000 people without power lots of sort of very localized sort of numbers around 50 200 129 in lots of different places across the CBD the biggest one though is around Ashford Hospital about 3,000 customers from Carolta Park uh, along sort of near Marlston, Richmond, taking in a little bit of Goodwood, uh, a bit of Everard, Everard Park and also Wavell. So that's the biggest sort of outage in the CBD. Then you sort of go up to um, some of our sort of regional areas and um, up around Blackwood, there's a group of about 300, but also uh, where else have we got? We've got uh, around Truro, four and a half thousand people around Truro and Stockwell, amongst others. And then you've got uh, about 3,000 people from Manham to Bowhill to Swan Reach. There's a big area up uh, in the Riverland there that have got 
power out at the moment. So that's if you, if you are in any doubt about what's going on, I've just jumped on to the SA Power Network's uh, website. It's really easy to navigate, and it's got all the areas that have got outages in it. It's just not going away, is it? No. It's ridiculous. It's supposed to be, what, summer in a few days? What would th- this is all of the rain which we haven't had in October and November, just going, hey, guys, just to let you know I'm still here. Yeah, well, it's um, – I'm, I'm not happy, but I'm satisfied because – I was with a couple of mates yesterday and we we're up at Strathalbyn and, and, um, uh, and they're in the sort of agricultural game where they do uh, fertilizing and lots of supply, rural supplies. And so I get some fertilizer from them for my lawn, some really top shelf stuff. And uh, they were, were looking at the radar and he said, it's going to rain, bit of a dump tomorrow. Get out there tonight, which was last night, get the fertilizer on the lawn, get watered in and in a couple of weeks' time, your lawn will be very lush and green. So I'm hoping that this is going to all work beautifully for me and I'm going to have a nice lawn for summer. We are powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matters shaping and building Australia together. Uh, a few texts coming in. Mark Bickley had a nomination for a song that could be the definition of the Crows 2024, and that's from Daniel. It's Happy by Pharrell. Players, coaches, staff, and support will be happy. It's going to be an exciting year. We'll mm. see if that is the one that well, I have found. I'm, I'm really keen to hear this because this is your brainchild. Yep. You've, you've sort of... Spend a bit of time thinking about what song sums up the different teams. So uh, it's going to be fantastic. We're doing six per day for the next three days. Yep. Here is my nomination for the good stuff. It's a very quick one as well, Bix. What I loved yesterday was the content coming from the Adelaide Crows preseason training, day yes. one of preseason mm, at Westlake. Yeah. And uh, I loved seeing the hidden camera for the players walking in where they were asked what cheat meal they had in the off-season. What they didn't realise is that Darren Burgess was also on the call. It's a cheat meal during the break. Mm. I reckon. Um, probably Texas um, barbecue. How many did you have, Rob? Oh, boy! Oh, oh, Can't say. Five, six. Probably Yochi or something. Excellent, excellent addition, Oscar. Well done. Best cheat meal during the break. Definitely some KFC after being hungover. How many did you have of those, Rush? What's up, Darren? How many did you have, buddy? KFC? Uh, How many? Just one? Okay, we'll see. We'll see this morning. That last one was Josh who was a bit nervous <laughs> he once was, he admitted to being hungover and having takeaways. Virgil asking. Very much so. Uh, have a look at the Crow socials if you want to see that. You can get to the good stuff. 13, 27, 27. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental. 13, 27, 27. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Mark Bickley, as the Adelaide Strikers are preparing to make a WBBL Grand Final at Hosted at Adelaide Oval. The men's competition starts really soon. What we thought we'd do is talk to the Phantom KFC Supercoach BBL. Play your way at supercoach.com.au. Good morning to you, Phantom. What tips can you give us and advice leading into another BBL season? Good morning, guys. Yes, another big year kicks off the Super Round this year in KFC Supercoach BBL. December 7, of course, 25K up for grabs. It doesn't matter who you are. 
either. Um, if you're a diehard fantasy player, if you're a casual cricket supporter, it's a great way to spend the summer, win some cash, and of course, get the bragging rights over you, mate. Now, talk about the different kind of players that play Supercoach. Are there some that go for the really expensive players, others go the speculative way? Talk to me about how how you go about it. Oh, there is plenty. Um, the, you know, the stats gurus who think they know more than everyone, the, the banter legends who just all, all in it for the group chat to, to take it out of their mates when they win. Of course, the diehards. Um, and also, yeah, like you mentioned, the people that think they know more than everyone else. And that's what it is this year. Supercoach is, is for everyone. A lot of people play Supercoach. It doesn't matter your level of experience or even your interest in the BVL. It's a great way to follow the cricket over summer and get into it, get down to Adelaide Oval. Not only cheer on our strikers, but cheer on uh, your players when they're in teams. It's a good way to enjoy the cricket. Phantom, we want you to leave us with one player to recruit. It doesn't have to be from the strikers, but give us a bit of a roughie and a player that we should look out for. Well, go away from the strikers, um, uh, as you mentioned. Not really a roughie, but the Brisbane Heat play three times in the opening round, and it's all about the fixture in KFC Supercoach BBL. So we know him, but someone like Swept and from the Brisbane Heat, Spinney's pretty cheap in KFC Supercoach. $71,000 isn't very much to pay. They play three times, only to take a wicket in each match to score well. So Brisbane Heat, load up on those guys in round one. We like it. It's time to play Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. Play your way, Phantom. We'll talk to you later on during the week. Stay dry today. See you guys. Look forward to it. On the mark very soon, Mark Bickley. Also, in the next half an hour, the six songs we're going to start us off. That's going to define 2024. It's SENSA. Good morning. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. We have spent the morning giving you weather updates, traffic updates, electricity updates. Mark Bickley, who the, the, the whole of... 2023 has made a mockery of weather reporters. It's all he's been doing this morning. So what have you got for us now, Bix, as we look outside Studio Lumo here? Um, I'd like to nominate you for the good stuff today. You can get to the good stuff, 132727, because you've been wonderful with your live weather updates. Yes, well, I'm just looking at the the Bureau of Meteorology. They have a, um, a radar which has got all the sort of cloud formations. And right now, this front is right over the top of us. So there's a whole range of um, – and it's dark blue, which means there's a fair bit of uh, rain in it. And there's still some rain to come in the next 90 minutes. So the radar sort of moves down and shows what the next 90 minutes yeah. looks like. And in that, there's some some yellow patches, which is really heavy rain. So there's still some heavy rain to come in the next 90 minutes and, uh, yeah, and some more of what we're receiving right now. So been a pretty big morning. I, as I said, I left this morning and my rain gauge had about uh, 12 millimetres in it. And I reckon we've had a fair bit of rain since. So... The forecast was for somewhere between 8 and 20 millimetres. I reckon it's going to be sort of much closer to the 20 than the 8. Before we get into On The Mark, I wanted to play for you Ange Postacoglu after Tottenham lose their third game in a row, this time to Aston Villa, which isn't a bad thing because Aston Villa is sitting in fourth on the Premier League table now. Here's Ange. Yeah, look, I think... um 
you know, performance-wise, can't ask any more of the lads. I thought we played some outstanding football, created enough chances to, to win the game quite comfortably, really, but, um, you know, um, fine margins in the games. But um, disappointed, disappointed for the fans, disappointed for our players, more importantly, because I thought we deserved more from the game. It's not looking good at the moment. Well... You're going to lose games eventually, yeah, I know. Ebbs and flows. They're, they're sitting fifth, I think, on the ladder. Yep. So, look, if you had a set at the start of the year, uh, you'd be fifth after this amount of time. Remember, he's taken over. It's his first year. And one of the things we've noticed about Ange is it sometimes it, it does take some time, you know, to for the new coach to set his ways. Now, instantly, it, it seemed to take off um, this time around. But he'll still be fine-tuning and and talking to the players and just trying to find the ways to get the best out of them. But as you said, fine margins. And, you know, those first five rounds, they were going in and op- opposition teams were missing mm. and, and now it's just sort of flipped around a bit. So it was inevitable that, you know, sort of some of that luck and um, the results that were going his way were going to go against him uh, eventually. But it's really now what happens next. Can they steady? Can they come back? Can they f- sort of find a way to sort of stay in that, that top four or five. That would be a phenomenal effort if he finishes, you know, somewhere near where he is at the moment. Currently in the Premier League, uh, Fulham and the Wolves are one all in the 49th minute. All right, Tuesday means this. Look at the dogs on the mark. Oh, spaghetti-like on the mark. Wobbly man stuff on the mark. Every good side has a good captain, Mark McLean. All right, Mark Bickley, I will lift off some statements for you and I just need you to let us know if it's on or off the mark. Australia lost to India's reserve side, essentially, with some of the boys now about to head home early in the T20. Mm -hmm. We're having a look at some of the highlights on the screen in Studio Lumo today. Here's a two-part on the mark. Travis Head should be one of these players coming home. He needs a rest. No, off the mark. I can understand if he's played a whole heap of cricket, but remembering he only played the back half of the World Cup because he was recovering from a broken hand. What what he's recovering from is self-inflicted celebration. So, um, I, I, look, how long can you be hung over for? Surely you go hard for three or four days. Maybe it takes a couple of days to get over that. You should think he would be well and true, truly over that. And remember, he, he is a professional athlete who's contracted to... Uh, Cricket Australia for probably north of a million dollars. There is a level of professionalism that needs to sort of happen as well. Now, cele- <laughs> that's a, it's a strange thing to say though, because I think it's worth celebrating, but he didn't play in the first two matches. And I'm not sure if that was due to selection or he needed a rest. He was a bit puffed, but professional athlete means you probably prepare yourself in the best way possible. Right. Which leads me to part two of on the mark. Well, can I just say, let's just for a second, say how stupid the programming is to program matches four days after the World Cup. Now, the World Part Cup, two is this series is a waste of time absolute, and poorly programmed. Absolutely. Because Travis Head absolutely should celebrate and his teammates should celebrate because of just it's it's one of the crowning glories in, in a career when you win a, a World Cup. So many um, don't do it. And, and, and so to have something programmed, Four days after, it just cheapens the whole thing. It just, yeah, it's crazy. Nestori Irinkunda sporting a headband on the weekend is a definite sign of someone who now has the eyes of the world on him. <laughs> um, I'm going to say off the mark. Uh, really, are they related? 
It's all quite interesting that... Um, Has it got any sponsorship on it? Yep, it did. it did. Nike sponsorship all over it. Okay. So well, there, having a look there, there at... There you go. <laughs> having a look yesterday. Uh, funnily enough, Bayern Munich is You're sponsored by Adidas. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, UCAN, uh, Adelaide United's apparel sponsor, and then wearing the Nike headband, which isn't subtle. It had about a thousand Nike Ticks. words all over it. Mm. So, so how uh, do, so how does that happen? Because in the AFL, for example, yeah. you're not allowed to wear any branded headbands, headgear. All that stuff has to be, even to the colour of it, you have to get special permission. It's I don't know. Mm. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Because um, it's, it's a form of ambush marketing, isn't it, really? Uh, correct. This is why... Um, Lamello Ball for the Charlotte Hornets had to remove a tattoo from his neck or have it covered because it was uh, an indicator of a business he was part of. So that was See, that's that's going off that's going the full nine yards for the for your business, isn't it? Well, it creates a can of worms there. This is why I thought if Steph Curry opened a curry business, would they tell him to take off his own name <laughs> off his body? I'm not sure. Um, Adelaide losing going out in straight sets is more disappointing than Port Adelaide going out in straight sets. Well. That's off the mark because you're factually incorrect. Adelaide didn't go out in straight sets. They won against Sydney in the second oh, week true. of the finals. Okay. Well, so, you know what I mean, though. No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. Adelaide disappointed not to make the grand final. You finish top, yes. you lose one game for the year, then you lose two of your last three games, which were finals. So desperately disappointing, but also desperately unlucky. Like two finals decided by one point and two points. It... it Literally can go either way, but in the end, they would be disappointed because they had enough of the play and they've got enough good players to play in a grand final. And and once you get to the grand final right now, the top four teams were so even, mm. it is literally a toss of the coin. And so they would have been confident had they got there, they would have been a huge chance, but they're not there. So they don't have to worry. Don't take any notice of all the early season, pre-season noise. Everyone, of course, is back in tip-top shape, ready to go. That is on the mark. If I could be on the mark with sort of double strength, I would I would sort of play the joker on that as well because you're right. The, these guys are all professional. There's so many young players. Looked at Adelaide yesterday. Uh, they've got so much depth now. Like just about every player on the list has either played AFL, you know, you know bar the, the new recruits, or uh, is very close. And, and there's not, you know, the, the way that, you know, you think about Adelaide, they're, their list, they had to actually delist a couple of guys and redraft them. That's how um, sort of comfortable they are with the list of players they've got. Port Adelaide are the same. They've been amassing a really strong list. They brought in ready-made players as well as a couple of recruits as well. So, um, you know, most clubs right now feel like they're in really good shape. The Strikers WBBL side are hosting the WBBL Grand Final. 30,000 is the benchmark. Off the mark. They're not going to get 30,000. I think they, I'm thinking 10. Anyone who fertilized their lawn last night in preparation for the storm today is nothing but a genius. <clears throat> On the mark. Once again, if I could play my joker and get double strength, I would have said that as well. Okay. Uh, now the no, no prizes for guessing if anyone's just tuned in who fertilised their lawn last night. Text coming in, Nestori didn't have the headband on in the second half, so maybe a conversation <laughs> had at halftime. <laughs> by, um, by the uh, um, not the match United, commissioner. By, yeah, the match commissioner. Just finally, the Netball Australia debacle needs to be sorted immediately as it's becoming embarrassing now. 
You saw well, what happened over the weekend with the Netball Australia Awards. The Diamonds were threatened with legal action if they didn't attend. Well, not to mention, I had, you know, like we have our pull up the socks, pull up your socks section. Liz Ellis, who the, the, the award is named after, the player of the year, she got a late invitation and because she'd already had another event planned because she didn't have enough notice, yeah. her invitation came, uh, it was only three weeks beforehand. I would think if you have a guest of honour for something and the medal is named after that, that guest of honour gets a, a save the date six months in advance. So they have to be there. And in the end, she gets it three weeks prior. She's got a, another engagement on. And so she can't be there. So someone else has to present her medal. That's just, that's laughable. Good edition of On The Mark there, Mark Bickley. Okay, the moment has come. Right after this, we are getting into the first six clubs alphabetically and the songs that will define their 2024 season. If you have any nominations before we get into it, 0427 Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 11 minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Before we get into the songs which will define 2024 for six of the 18 AFL clubs, if you text flying in Mark Bigley after on the mark, 0427 <laughs> Well, Coops, he's right in my camp. Well said, Mark. Get your facts right, Jared. Straight sets. Ha, 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 ha. Made the error of saying Adelaide went out in straight sets. It felt like that. Well, when you finish minor premiers and don't make the grand final, you feel flat. So mm. it's it's irrelevant what it looks like. You don't make the big dance, and that's what's important. And unfortunately, Adelaide lost two finals. They did bounce back, played really strongly against Sydney, outclassed them, but weren't good enough against the uh, the two top t- the two sort of top four teams they played against. Doc Clark, true to form, seems pretty cool, calm, and collected. You know, it's uh, not much fun uh, getting rolled by small margins, but in the end, uh, I thought you know North Melbourne played an outstanding game, and you know on balance, it probably felt as though they they had the better of the day. But uh, yeah, anytime it's under a goal, you, there's a tiny little bit of luck involved, and in round nine, we've probably had that luck, and I'd probably trade right now. Uh, another text coming in, 0427154166. Josh from Aldinga Beach. How many times would you check the rain gauge in weather like this, Mark? Um, if it's bucketing down. Maybe every hour, go out there and see what's been going on. Okay, so uh, your day sorted then? Well, no, I'm not going home again today. I've got other stuff happening. What do you got on? I'm going to see my mum today. My mum is and dad are staying down in Adelaide. Oh, good. For the next month, my dad's uh, having some treatment down here. So um, can I just say that they're staying at the? There's a special cancer council uh, like facility on Greenhill Road where. People from the country, if they have to come down and spend an extended period of time here, uh, they get sort of looked after there. So they're, they're being looked after there. So just big shout out to the Cancer Council or whoever organised that, not quite sure. But it, it is very uh, sort of, it makes you, uh, takes a whole lot of stress out of people's lives mm. when they're looked after like that. So yeah, big shout out to that. And and by the way, that, that sounds quite dramatic, but my dad's having some treatment, but he's it's not sort of... Uh, it's not the worst case scenario, which is good. So for people out there, please don't worry. He's going to be fine. Awesome. Uh, that is good to hear, Bix. Okay. So uh, when we first got together uh, romantically and, of course, here in radio, <laughs> um, we discussed that you – and you said to me, Jared, here are our roles for SENSA Breakfast. You said, I'm the talent and you're the music guy. And I thought that was a pretty good assessment that you gave us both. Are you sure? 
I thought I said I was the expert and you were the fan. You know? Yeah, like, you also thing. referred to yourself as the talent, <laughs> um, which I was a bit taken back by, but that's all right. So I wanted to put, because this is our last week together for 2023, uh, put a bit of a playlist together because mm. uh, I'm a big music guy. You would have heard throughout the whole of 2023 um, songs like this. Hello, darkness, my old friend. One of my favourite songs from Malcolm Blight. Suki, Suki, la, la. Um, I reckon you should make a rap of that. Uh, I might, I might. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to have a think about songs that would define 2024 with no knowledge. I've got no knowledge of what 2024 mm. looks like for the AFL team. So six a day. Today I'm going in alphabetical order. So Adelaide, Brisbane, Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon and Fremantle today. Okay. Well, well that's good. At least you know your alphabet. Thank you so much. And you can question me on this. You can give your suggestions as well. 0427 154 So let's start with the Adelaide Crows. Cannot wait. Heading in to 2024, this is the song that will define their season. So Panic at the Disco, High Hopes. It's pretty self-explanatory, right? It is, yes. And I think quite rightly so. Most people think that um, Adelaide were around the mark last year, five games by by single figures. You split that and, you you know, you win two or three of those, take the post sort of out of it as well. So maybe three extra games, that's 14 wins. That's putting you in fifth or sixth position. Brisbane Lions, who missed out on the premiership by a couple of points, and it's quite convenient that this will be their 2024. I think they will take the learnings from their grand final defeat, which this year they took the learnings from not winning at the MCG, and I think they're going to be flag favourites going into 2024 Brisbane Lions. They don't lose a whole lot. Mm. The the clock is ticking, though. They've got some players who are sort of edging towards 30, so they have to make the most of it. They've been in the top four the last four seasons. They've recruited really well, attracted some good talent. Tom Duday comes into that side in the back half of next year. But you still think Charlie Cameron's going to be a player. Yep. You think about all that. You know, they've got McCluggage is in, you know, career best. You know, he's entering that sort of period. Lockie Neal's going to hang on for a, another couple of years in terms of, you know, still play really top-end footy. Harris Andrews is still at the top of his powers. So you get a lift maybe from Cam Rayner and others who are sort of approaching that sort of mid-20s phase. So, yeah, hard to hard to make a case them not at least replicating and getting back to the grand final again next year. Here's Carlton. It's belief that took them through to the prelim in 2023. There there should be that natural growth where you think just don't stop believing Blues fans. I would like to think so. I think Robbie's on the bandwagon too. I think Robbie's flying out for the grand final as a spectator if Carlton make the yes. grand final. Okay. Uh, Collingwood, pretty self-explanatory. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. 
and they stay there. So this is a bit of T-Pain with uh, All I Do Is Win because that's all they did in 2023. And I'll keep, I think they'll keep doing that in 2024. They've recruited really well. They've they have replaced Jack Ginevan. They've, uh, yeah, they've done quite well. Well, <laughs> I can see already there's a problem because everyone's up. You know, uh, yeah, but it's you got, it's, you got the uh, the lions with the eye of the tiger, which we've got a couple of text messages saying lions aren't tigers. Yeah, thanks, the song is raw. Okay, we'll just calm down. <laughs> you've got them as the favourites. You've got Collingwood up yes, there. You've got the believing top, the in... top two teams are there alphabetically. So let's go into right. Essendon. Twenty twenty four is this. No this is Queens in the Stone Age. No one knows. <laughs> Because literally, I have no idea what's going to happen with Essendon in 2024. And I don't think anybody does, really. They started this year really well. Then they bombed out. Who knows? I think that uh, Brad Scott does bring an element of of sort of hardness and experience to that footy club. And I think we saw it early on. And I think they ran out of steam. I think they'll be fitter this year and better prepared, which means maybe they can hold on for a bit longer. So I've got them sort of... They're in that sort of huge bracket between sort of 7th and 13th, I reckon. Okay. And last one, we've gone through Adelaide, Brisbane, Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon. We are at Fremantle. And the song which will define their 2024 is this classic. Beauty school dropout. No graduation day. I had a couple of thoughts regarding this one because I, I regard beauty school as the top eight, the finals, and they dropped out. And I think they're going to keep dropping out because I think nobody wants to be at Fremantle. They didn't recruit that well. Their kids are okay, but they've got a, a lot of senior players now. And I think they're going to be really underwhelming in 2024. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm not sure what's happening at Fremantle. Uh, lost... Lockie Schultz as well, who's been a really solid player for them. And so disappointing last year. You know, the recruiting of Luke Jackson was going to be, you know, the thing that they finished fifth the year before. Mm. That was going to sort of propel them that sort of next level. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure what's going on with footy in WA because the West Coast Eagles have been a debacle the last three seasons. So will they be able to arrest the slide? Or, you know, will Fremantle be able to stand up? Justin Lomu, I've been... Up until last year, was so impressed with the way that he went about his business. But yeah, the wheels fell off last year, so I'm not sure. Where, you know, like like Essendon, you're just not sure where that's going to land for them. Mm. They're always going to be tough to beat in Perth, but yeah, unfortunately, they. Uh, you know, Nat Fife has been an enigma as well. Like his body clearly is not right, and he's he just really hasn't been able to make any impact at all for Freo. So. You know, you've got some of those aging stars, a bit like the West Coast Eagles the last couple of years. And now it's they need that next crop to come through really quickly. So Adelaide, High Hopes, Brisbane, Raw, Carlton, Don't Stop Believing, Collingwood, All I Do Is Win, Essendon, No One Knows, and Fremantle, Beauty School Dropout. Your yeah. thoughts, Mark Bickley? Yep, no, I like it. Great start, really solid start. I can't wait to hear what Port Adelaide's is because mm. you have a bit of unconscious bias towards Port Adelaide. We'll see what happens there. Uh, tomorrow it is Geelong. The Gold Coast, GWS, Hawthorne, Melbourne Maker. Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne are an interesting one. I've, I've had a long think about Melbourne. Mm. 
might be ruffling a few feathers there just oh to add to the, the list of controversy. <laughs> if you have any thoughts or suggestions please. for songs, uh, please let us know. 0427 So you look outside here at Studio Lumo, the rain is still bucketing down. So please be safe on the roads if you're doing school drop-off right now. Bix, what do you got for us? Can I just say, well done to uh, SA Power Networks. Earlier this morning when we came in, around 6.30, there was 14,500 uh, outages, uh, homes that were without power. Right now, it's about six and a half. So the biggest one in the CBD was around Ashford Hospital, uh, Everard Park, Wayville. That's uh, was over 3,000 customers. That's now all back online. So you can imagine what it's like working for SAPN. You, it's bucketing down. It's windy. It's wet. And you're hanging off a stubby pole trying to, to fix people's uh, power up. You need uh, to be commended. So well done. Perfect cricket weather today. So what we are going to do next is talk cricket with the Sacker General Manager, uh, Tim Nielsen. It's SENSA. Good morning. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Just after 8 o'clock on SENSA Breakfast 0427 A couple of text messages coming in. Uh, Mark Bickley relating to songs that can define 2024 for our teams um, all around the AFL. Uh, a text saying Essendon, the final countdown from Europe. That one there. That one. Will says Fremantle, Yakety Sacks. Don't come back. <laughs> I think that's the one, isn't it? Well, I think so. I thought that was called Yakety Yak. Shows my music knowledge. Maybe I'm not the music guy. Years. I know. Far out. Uh, let's straighten up a bit and talk a, a lot about cricket because it's been a really impressive start to the season for our Redbacks. Of course, um, the whole Saka cricket program is looking good at the moment with the strikers in the WBBL final. To give us more information, we are joined by the Saka general manager of cricket. Good morning to you, Tim Nielsen. Has your house flooded? <laughs> it hasn't, Jared, at the moment, thankfully. No, um, a bit like Mark, I was very shrewd last night. Got some fertilizer down oh. the grass, and now I'm sitting back and just uh, just enjoying the rain coming down. Although I'm not convinced we'll see a lot of cricket today, um, unfortunately. So hopefully, the grass is the one positive that comes out of the day. Mm, yeah, just just on that. Of course, it's a, a big match coming up um, in regards to uh, South Australia playing. Victoria, and yeah, it looks like we're not going to see a lot of cricket, but it's it's a pivotal one for you because you've had some good results and you've had some almost results. You really want to keep working on that consistency of performing, you know, from you know hour to hour, session to session. Uh, you've summed it up in a sentence, mate. That's the key, isn't it? Yeah, we've had a couple of really good wins and probably the last two games we've played, both away games in at the Gabba in Queensland mm. and then at the Wacker. Um, we had a great result and knocked over Queensland, I think, by three runs by memory, um, right at the last last second, and then weren't quite able to get across the line against Western Australia when they they chased down a couple of hundred runs and got them eight down. So, yeah, our good stuff's been excellent. Um, we've had a couple of sessions or a couple of periods through games so far where it hasn't been quite so good, so the closer we can drag that good and bad together, I think we'll see us in good stead. And, and you know, most importantly, we, we're... We're feeling as though we're more competitive. We're in games for longer and deeper this year than we have been the last couple. And if we keep putting ourselves in those positions, we're probably going to back ourselves to win our fair share. So that's the key. And hopefully today we'll get some cricket at some stage. But I suppose if there is any benefit in it raining today, it's the first day, which gives us the maximum time to make up the lost time. Mm. Um, So we can make up three hours. So we'll still, I suppose, back ourselves to, to potentially win a game or be really competitive in a game by 
three hours to go in the last day. Um, a lot of games are completed by that stage. So see what we get to and hopefully start well, whatever happens over the next, you know, six or eight hours and, and then into tomorrow. When you you break down, you know, the, the elements of the game, your bowling has been really strong. You know, you've been able to get 20 wickets in most games. It's probably been, bar Nathan McSweeney, it's been that consistency of your top six, which has probably been the most costly. Yeah, it has, I think, mate. Yeah, we've we've found ourselves in a bit of strife. Um, and to be fair, we've played on some, um, but it hasn't been just our team. We've played mm. on some challenging wickets, mm. um, both teams, which I suppose in the end, is why the games have been so tight. Um, we've had games where both teams have been under pressure by losing early wickets, and that's been up to the kind of middle and, and the, the lower order to try and fight hard and, and present with a, tro- or with a trophy, with a score that is competitive. And then, as you suggest, we've got the likes of McAndrew, who's been who's been bowling so well. He's got 25 wickets. Mm. Um, who else has been doing the work for us? I'm just saying, you know, Buckingham's got Buckingham, 14. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Agar's got 12 after having missed a couple of games with a back injury. Conway's done a really good job in what he's done. So it's been a, it's been consistency across across the board with the bowling. We've caught really well. Um, we just haven't quite a couple of times been able to nail it with the bat, especially the top order batting, which has meant the game's got away from us a little bit. And, and as hard as we've fought, we haven't quite got across the line. Uh, Alex Carey, Tim, would would he be of, would he have been in the mix today, or uh, had his hand up for selection if actually play gets underway? Yes, he's in the he's in the team today. So we we're uh, he's back, got back earlier this week. What's today? Uh, Tuesday, so late last week, actually, from the World Cup squad or the World Cup trip. Uh, had a couple of quiet days with the family and then has been training since the group got together on Sunday uh, and got through the two or three sessions that we've had. So we expect, or not expect, Alex will be playing and we're looking forward to him having a positive contribution. Bet that's really good for him as well after he missed a fair bit of cricket over in India at the World Cup and to get some consistency. Um, getting actually out into the middle is probably what he needs. Yeah, without a doubt, as he said, I think he said in the media and talking to him the other day, he's made about 1,200, he reckons, in the nets in the last 12 weeks. He's been batting beautifully <laughs> inside the cage, um, but he's really looking forward to getting outside. And it's just a shame, as we, you know, as we've already mentioned, that the weather's coming today and, and, it, and it's set in here at Adelaide. Oh, it's, it's dark, it's wet, and it's, there's puddles on the oval. So it'll take a fair bit of work from the ground staff today to get him a chance to have a hit or a catch, I would have thought. Um, so hopefully we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see where we get to. Now, I know you can't comment on this, Tim, so I'll make a statement. It It is great <laughs> for Alex Carey, but it's also really tough uh, for Harry Nielsen. Harry's been, I think he's played some really important innings in that sort of back half of, uh, of many of the innings when he's had to occupy the crease and his batting's been excellent. He's caught really well and I think he's, you know, really sort of moving forward and unfortunately now Alex Carey comes back and, and he's sitting on the sideline. So we don't expect you as his dad to make too much comment there. But uh, unfortunately for him, I'm going to talk about another guy who have been really impressed with is Ben Menenti. Geez, he's a super competitive bloke, isn't he? Whether it's with the bat or the ball, things happen when he's, in, when he's sort of around the game. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I, he was our... Danzy medalist, our, yes. you know, our, our senior, our most successful or voted by the playing group and those that watch it, um, our best player last year. He, he contributed well with the bat last year in, the, in that lower kind of number seven, number eight role. He takes important wickets. He's a really good catcher at mm. second slip and it, as you say, he's a competitive beast. So something's normally happening when Ben's involved in the game and, and he certainly has brought that competitive edge. So it'd be nice for him to go in with a few more runs on the board and he can... He's probably his greatest strength is whatever the scoreboard says. He keeps looking to score and he's super aggressive. And that 
in the times he's played well, has certainly brought the balance of the game back in our favour, or at least a 50-50, which has been a good thing, given we've been under a bit of pressure from our top order batting, not working as well as we'd like. Tim, before we let you go, very impressive to see the Adelaide Strikers not just make another WBB or grand final, but to host it as well. And uh, to have consistency in the way that you play, but also your squad is quite rare when it comes to the T20 format. So you must be really proud of the women. Yeah, they're going really well, mate. Um, they're a good side now. We're really proud of how they're going about it. They're, they're led excellent, you know, really well. They're led really well by both the coach, Luke Williams, and cap- Captain Tully McGrath. Um, as you mentioned, there's real consistency in the squad, you know, the makeup of the squad and the way the squad plays now. Um, we've got great batting. We've got excellent bowling. We're fielding well. And we just can't wait for Saturday night. And if there's any bonus of the rain coming this early in the week, it should be all well and good for Saturday night. It should be a great night. So we just hope that... We get heaps of people down here, set a record. I think the the, the record for a WBBL match in Australia is 15,551, I think I saw yesterday. So our target is to try and beat that and get a big crowd to the game on Saturday night. So anyone listening, pop along, come along, have a look at and watch a really good cricket team play its, um, play its grand final on Saturday night. Tim, thanks for your time. Good luck to the, the Shield game. Scheduled to start today. We're not sure how it will go. And also <laughs> the Strikers women, uh, of course, on Saturday night in the grand final. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your help. Good on you. Cheers. Tim Nielsen Bye. joining us there from the SACA, the general manager of cricket. And uh, look, Adelaide Oval has great drainage, but mm. um, you would hope it's got even more because it's <laughs> uh, disgusting outside at the moment. It hasn't stopped raining all well, morning. But you're right. I remember talking to uh, Damien Hoff about this. It, it can sort of whisk away yeah. like three or four inches you know, reasonably quickly. So we've had nowhere near that much, I don't think. We've, we're maybe approaching an inch and a half. So... It's not so much that. It's really about um, how quickly it can dry out. And then the, the covers are going to be on. So the, the, the actual centre wicket will be protected. So it's more about the outfield and the fielding. But mm. hopefully that can recover reasonably quickly. They'll probably get the big rope out, get the rope and sort yep. of get the surface water off. Uh, and if it does stop raining, let's hope we get some cricket today. It is 11 minutes past eight on SEN SA Breakfast. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 16 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Mark Bickley, just a bit of a question without notice for you. Let's, let's talk about a player who has vacated Westlakes and headed up to Brisbane, Tom Duday. Um, If you were Tom Duday and you were going to be telling the Brisbane Lions fans some of the skills and qualities that you will bring to the Lions in 2024, can you give me a couple of things that probably would be top of the list? Oh, you'd be talking a little bit about maybe your competitiveness and how you want to be a good teammate and how you're going to excite the fans. Mm. What did he go with? He went with this. And a bit of a weird one, but I'm, I'm really good at closing doors. Like, you know doors, how you can like walk, pull it, and then it like slowly like shuts perfectly. And so I said that as a bit of like a, a laugh, and I actually got a pretty good, pretty good response, which I was surprised with. And then I headed out there, and everyone was getting around me for it. So I don't know whether they were doing that just to make me feel good about myself or whether it was actually quite funny, but it's more just around the house when you just... But, yeah, I'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to that stuff. So, um, But no, that was it. Yeah, no intro. So I, uh, I'll take that. So... Wow. He's obviously doesn't sound very exciting, does he? He's closed the door on his time in Adelaide, but um, he's pretty good at that. Thought, 
I thought you talked about their the, the sort of self-closing doors. What, what do you do with the self-closing Well, door? I think you-, you can time one of those ones so you can just touch it and it closes. I don't, I don't know, but it's bizarre if you're trying to – if you're trying to get the fans excited about what you're going to bring, I mean, they're one player away maybe from premiership success and he's, he's a, a door, door closer. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Maybe you got a secret talent? Is that a euphemism for, you know, shutting down someone, maybe closing them out, or closing he, a game out? I don't know. Might leave Brisbane soon. don't know. That's a, uh, like I say, it's a bit of a different one. He said he's a, I'm a bit of a weirdo. He's, he's on the money. Give us your weather update, please, Mark Bickley. Let me just go to the Bureau of Meteorology. While web- you're doing website. that, we uh, we had confirmation on the text line, 0427-154-166 after. Now on social media, on our X account, you can see the uh, first six songs that will define 2024 for the AFL teams. And um, we had a suggestion for Yakety Sax for uh, Fremantle. Um, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? Is that Yakety Yak? But we'll straighten us up a bit. Yakety Sax is the Benny Hill music. Makes more sense now. <laughs> Fremantle, he's that's the Fremantle. This is Frio. Yeah. Just played over some of their vision. Uh, it's a yeah. good nomination, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> if you have any more, get, you can send them get across a the day. Picture of uh, Justin Longmuir patting Caleb Sarong on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, the weather update. I'm just, I've just paused the the radar picture. Right now, there's this massive sort of cloud covering this front, which is sort of blanketing Adelaide. We are two thirds of the way through that. So there's still a little bit of rain to come. And then after that, there's still another front that's, that's going to hit Malala in about uh, 15 minutes. So it's probably a half hour away from Adelaide, but there's still some, some, a lot of weather that's coming down from the North of the state. So uh, this looks like it is set in for at least the next 90 minutes. Uh, apparently some flights have been cancelled as well. So if you are preparing to fly out of Adelaide today, um, you can have a look at <laughs> the, the flight times. What do you got on the text I'm line? I think it will. Will says the rain gauge man calling someone boring is a bit rich. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and uh, Tim Nielsen are talking about fertilising the lawn. And yeah. Like, Gee whiz, we're getting old. Well, we're getting to the end of the year. That's what it feels like. <laughs> we're fatiguing at the moment. It's 20 minutes past eight. If you have any final contributions like Will, 0427 154 166. Uh, this is Breakfast Powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll wrap up the show next. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 26 minutes past eight. Mark Bickley being a big show today. If you missed On The Mark, if you missed our chat with Tim Nielsen, uh, and if you missed the songs which will define 2024, you can always have a listen on the podcast uh, as we look outside Studio Lumo. It's exactly the same as it was when we arrived at Studio Lumo, and I get here a lot earlier than you. Uh, the Excuse rain. Excuse me? I do. Not always. Most of the time. You were here very late today because you were checking your rain gauge. Mm. But there, there was a number of times in the last couple of weeks where I've been here much earlier than you. You probably had a meeting with a man about a thing. <laughs> Not really sure why it was that <laughs> early in the morning. Um, you have a look outside, and it's still. 
very, very miserable. So please be safe. Um, we will keep you up to date across the morning and across the day because uh, Sports Day with Dan Mendel and Paul Bonds. They are back from 6 o'clock tonight on Cruise, SENSA, and uh, the SEN app. Just get the app. You can have a look inside Studio Lumo. Yep. Tomorrow is Quick Bix, last one of the year. I'm hoping to finish on a high note, if that's possible. It's impossible because you've just blitzed it mm. every week this week. Uh, Ryan Kiddo from Adelaide United, I believe, is going to be speaking with us as well. Their skipper, um, after a big win, I saw their game against MacArthur has been moved to Monday now. So Monday. they have a Monday game because MacArthur are going to be playing in an overseas match as part of the ACL. So it changes things up for Adelaide so United a, again. A Monday night? It'll be a Monday night game, yeah. So good for sitting on the couch and watching it. The next home game is on the 10th of December at Cooper Stadium. So what are you going on for the rest of the day? Like I said, I'm going to see my mum mm-hmm. today. She's in town, so I've got to get her settled in. And then I've got an appointment Um Later in the day, in the, with my other job in the office, doing some coaching. What happens with Wordle today? Because you play Wordle with your mum when she's in Peary. So will you sit next to her and play Wordle no, no, today? I've, I've already done it today. Got up early and did it and sent it off. So she's a bit of a sort of a crossword sort of quiz Wordle type person. Yeah. So I try and challenge her every day. I'm of the belief, use it or lose it. And so my mum would be 82 so I need to keep challenging her to keep using her brain. I think it's she's, fantastic. She's very clever, my mum, and very with it. So I'm very blessed that she is. Likelihood of any cricket action happening today at Adelaide? Yeah, Island? look, that is disappointing, isn't it? Because this looks like it's set in and the only chance would have to be in the back half of the day. You mm. would think that, that this is still bucketing down. We still think there's 90 minutes of, at least 90 minutes of rain coming that I can see on the radar. So... Well, they'd have to, like I said, Damien Hoff and the groundsmen, they've got a huge job. But as Tim Tim Nielsen said, they can extend play and play a little bit later, weather permitting, on the last three days if they were to lose a bit of time today. I have a long drive home ahead of me stressing out about how flooded my house is going to be. So your cellar takes on water. You've sandbagged it this morning? Yeah. So I've either got a cellar or a swimming pool. It's one or the other just in time for summer. How did our ancestors get on? You know, your house is 100 years old, I take it. Mm. It rained 100 years ago. Why didn't it flood back then? You're going to have to ask the previous owners. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for bringing it up. We'll catch you tomorrow. Stay safe, Bix. Have a good one. See ya.